It is 29 January. The month is almost over. It seems like it just began. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. Why didn't the unvaccinated warn us? That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, now I've got something to read you. I'm going to start with this rather than starting with Israel. This is on a website. It's a big website. If this is a PSYOP, which my friend who would be in that type of business, he would know uh, it was something that has been going on for a long time because this site's got a lot of information on it. Or it could be the stupidest people on the planet. Or it could be people that are really sincere about what they're saying but they're still the stupidest people on the planet. Uh, One other thing. I thought of this uh, yesterday while I was laying there. These people could be just trying to promote their website, and they've come up with this, uh, you know, so the people go to their site and read their stuff. I don't know, but they got a lot of articles. They have kind of a lefty lean, but I'm going to read this, and I'll let you decide what you want to do with this. This is from IQFY. They knew. Why didn't the unvaccinated do more to warn us? Yes, believe it or not, the unvaccinated knew what we didn't. Some of them said too little. Most said nothing at all. A lot of blood is now on their hands. You're all guilty. As the world struggles to come to terms with the devastating effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, one question that continues to surface is why the unvaccinated didn't do more to warn us about the potential dangers of being injected. You know, I could give you 400 reasons along with the ones you just gave. I, I can't even imagine anybody thinking this, but we'll go on. While well-intending citizens lined up, did the right thing and received their COVID-19 vaccinations, now seeming to do more harm than good, their unvaccinated friends stood by and let them do it. Some of them said too little. Some of them said nothing at all, even though they knew what we didn't. Our blood is now on their hands. Those are strong words, but the unvaccinated had access to important information about the potential side effects of the vaccines. They knew about the risks of severe allergic reactions, blood clots, and other serious health complications. They knew that the vaccines did not immunize us. They knew it wasn't effective and that they can cause more harm than good. They knew all of that, but instead of warning us, the unvaccinated chose to remain silent. They chose to look the other way and not speak out about the potential dangers of vaccines. They let millions of good folks who did the right thing at the time fall to death and disease. And many anti-vaxxers even gloated online about how their coin flip had been the right bet. So if it was a coin flip, how could it be that they didn't tell somebody? You know, the whole thing is just not thinking clearly. The more diabolical, even urged folks they disagree with to get boosted. That has become all too clear. The silence of the unvaccinated was a dangerous, sociopathic and irresponsible decision that has serious consequences for those of us who received the vaccinations. And silence is, after all, consent. It is time for the unvaccinated to take responsibility for their actions and to work with the rest of us to find a solution to this crisis. We cannot afford to let their selfishness and lack of action continue to harm our communities. It is time for the unvaccinated to step up and do the right thing. 
The unvaccinated should, by any moral measuring stick, have done more to warn about the potential risks to help us make informed decisions about our health. And they must now ask us for our forgiveness. And hand to heart, we may just give it to them because we are good people. We took those injections because it was the right thing to do until it wasn't. Now, you tell me, because I have no idea. All I know is that that's a big site. They've got a lot of really vulgar stuff on it. And, but, you know, it's just it, it, I, just unbelievable that people would even publish something like that. So it could be, as my friend said, a PSYOP. I don't know what the reason for typing something like that, but that's made several news services in the past couple days. And it's one of those things that you're all guilty of other people doing the wrong thing. That's it could be the it could be gaslighting. It could be just them gaslighting. I don't know. All I know is that it's on their site and I saw it and I thought I'm going to read it to you. You decide what you want to do with that. Now, some news from Israel. From the Aljamainer. Multilateral terrorism. Israel envoy accuses Palestinians of war against Israel. US urges Temple Mount to be neutral space. Israel's ambassador to the UN, Gilad Erdan, accused Palestinian leadership of obstructing the peace process by waging a jihad war of multilateral terrorism meant to destroy the Jewish state. Now, this goes back about a week, but it may have been part of the reason why they've had so much trouble in Israel in the past couple of days. Speaking before the UN Security Council, Erdan's remarks also addressed the Palestinians' role in the passage of a UNGA plenary resolution asking the ICJ to issue an advisory opinion on the occupied Palestinian territories. One of the weapons that they use in this jihad war is the manipulation and abuse of international bodies. There's no doubt about that. They weaponize these bodies in order to force Israel into surrendering to their demands, charging that the Palestinians are leveraging anti-Israel bias in the UN to impose on Israel multilateral actions that reflect exclusively their narratives and policy preferences. Erdan also criticized the Palestinians for classifying deaths of terrorists as civilian deaths, which has been going on for the past week in a great number, creating the perception that Israel indiscriminately kills Palestinians and denounced the UN for passing more resolutions targeting Israel than the rest of the world combined, which is true. We do that every year. I read all the UN resolutions against Israel. There might be one against North Korea, one against Sudan, and 19 against Israel, and that is it. So uh, they're using it as a type of terror against Israel. Now, before I go on, one of the things we talked about last week was children being killed by the Jews and it being blamed on the Jews when, in fact, these children were perpetrating violence. Well, we saw that just yesterday. We had a synagogue killing and then a little 13-year-old, obviously trained to do so, exactly the way the article a week ago said, took a gun and killed more people and then they shot him and now it's going to be Israel's fault for shooting a child. doesn't matter if he's 13. He's armed. They don't know his age. You take the target out. That's all there is to it. But I can see this becoming a big thing in the next two weeks. They're killing 13-year-olds that are killing three and four Jews in the process. Palestinian envoy, the UN Riyadh Mansour, also addressed the Security Council accusing Israel of living in a parallel dimension in which the entire world is wrong and they are right. Israel should renounce colonial occupation to abide by the law, not expect the world to renounce its rules and principles to accommodate its colonial occupation. 
U.S. Ambassador Linda Greenfield emphasized the U.S.'s commitment to the two-state solution and called for de-escalating hostilities by, for example, keeping the Temple Mount, referred to by Palestinians as Al-Aqsa Mosque, a neutral space. Well, if it was a neutral space, then Jews would be allowed on it too. It's not neutral. It is being used against Israel. She also urged donor countries to increase their funding of the UNRWA, which is a completely anti-Semitic organization, a Palestinian aid organization that has been criticized for teaching any Semitic tropes and themes in schools it administers in the Palestinian territories. The whole thing is just bad. It's just these guys are right, Erdogan and the other ones that were speaking this out, and people need to be apprised of this. From Ynet, Israel and Palestinians clash at the United Nations meeting as tensions rise. This is the same thing, but a different article on it. The always contentious monthly UNSC meeting on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict was even more vitriolic and threatening this week. And UN Mideast envoy Tor Wenisland warned that a dangerous cycle of violence persists on the ground amidst increased political tension and a stalled peace process. Israelis and Palestinians remain on a collision course, which certainly happened in the past three days amid escalating political and inflammatory rhetoric, as well as heightened violence in the West Bank, both with potentially grave consequences, absent a concerted and collective effort by all, with strong support from the international community. Spoilers and extremists will continue to pour more fuel on the fire, and we will move still further from a peaceful resolution of the conflict. In the latest confrontation, the Palestinians and their supporters won UNGA approval on December 30th of a resolution asking the International Court of Justice to intervene in one of the world's longest-running and thorniest disputes and render an advisory opinion on the legality of Israeli policies in the West Bank in East Jerusalem. While the court's rulings are not binding, they do influence international opinion, and I assure you that they will all be against Israel. From the Aljamainer, archaeologists find ancient Hebrew coin dated to Jewish rebellion against Rome, two years of the freedom of Israel. Okay, the reason why I included that title is because it just once again substantiates what we already know as people that simply follow history is that there's always been a Jewish presence in that land. All the way back last week, we talked about the Misha Steli, goes back 3,500 years or so. We have the uh, coins being found from 2,000 years ago. The Muslims up until just recently called it the Mikdash, the holy place. I don't remember the Arabic word for it, the Temple Mount. And all of a sudden, the Jews move back in and it's no longer that. It is al-Haram al-Sharif or whatever, you know, whatever. It's the name of the uh, al-Aqsa Mosque. So everything has changed in recent history, and people just seem to go along with it. That's why I read you that article. Mail online. This is kind of stupid, but (laughs) Rabbi uses chatbot to deliver a sermon to shocked congregation in New York. Warns artificial intelligence will wipe out 375 million jobs in a decade. So he was making a point. He was not saying I'm going to be lazy and have him do a sermon and type it up. He was making a point that it can do it and it can fool you. Uh, We were talking about this before church today. And one of the things that all it can do, all the AI can do is take information that is on the internet and compile it and rearrange it. It cannot come up with 
new information. It cannot think. That's not how AI works. It, so if you want to know if that sermon was plagiarized from the internet, you take his sermon, which he probably posts online, cut and paste it, put it into your search bar, and it'll show you exactly where it stole this information from other parts of the internet. And uh, Claudia was telling me that somebody is right now writing a program that will help teachers to be able to do exactly that automatically. So all they need to do is put in the entire sermon, and it'll just tell them this is plagiarized by chatbot or not. Okay, so um, don't worry about these things. It may take away a lot of jobs, but more jobs will come out. Every time somebody says you're going to lose all the jobs in the world, new jobs come out because there's always a need for people to do stuff. Anyway, um, Rabbi Josh Franklin leads the Jewish Center of the Hamptons in East Hampton. On January 1st, he uploaded video of a recent sermon, which was written by AI. The congregation could not guess it was written by a computer. Well, once you've listened to AI enough, you can guess. Once you've seen the AI produce photos, eventually you can tell if it's an AI photo or not. So don't be worried about this at this point. But as I was saying to Claudia and a couple other people earlier, is that people are just stupid enough where even though they know something is wrong, they will follow that as a leader. So eventually, this may be the great hocus pocus in the sky where people say, I'm ceding my authority to it, okay? Just because people are like that. Proof of that is Scientology, okay? We know Ron L. Hubbard, he's the most prolific author in all of human history. We know that he said, I'm tired of writing books for a penny a word. The real money is in religion, and he invented a religion. And people still follow that religion. So there you go with that. Um, okay, we got some news from Christianity here. I got from Ron Hicks uh, late last week. I'm currently typing the New Testament and 31% complete. After having typed the Old Testament and the four Gospels, I'm approaching having typed 750 thousand words. So if you want to learn how to type and go through the Bible at the same time, send me an email. I'll give you the uh, link, but it's bibletyper.app if you can remember that. If you can't, I'll send you the link and bibletyper.app. You can type the Bible, improve your um, uh, typing skills and your biblical knowledge. Good job, Ron. From Fox News, Christian charity worker faces potential jail time, fine after speaking about LGBT lifestyle. This is from Malta. Matthew Gretsch, 33, faces potential fines and imprisonment for allegedly falling afoul of his country's ban on conversion practices. When he explained to a local media outlet last year how he left homosexuality because he came to believe it was wrong. So he's being charged with a hate crime for leaving what he feels is now wrong. This is important. Legal counsel for Gretsch maintains that his case is the first of its kind and threatens to set in motion a legal domino effect that could endanger freedom of speech and religious liberty throughout the Western world. According to a transcript of his interview with PM News Malta, at no point did Gretsch invite anyone to attend therapy to change their sexual orientation or gender identity though he was critical of the Maltese law and explained how he came to believe that homosexuality is not an identity, but rather a practice that was incompatible with his Christian faith. He now faces up to 5,000 euros in fines or up to five months in prison if convicted of violating this long article from Malta's uh, law database. Okay, now, if he gets convicted, 
I would like everybody to remember this and write to the people in Malta and tell them that now any person that converts from normal to transgender must be given the same treatment. They are claiming that they were not normal and now that they are normal. And so they must be prosecuted because the precedent will be set in this guy. Everybody get that logic? We need to remember that and we need to write these people and all of the people in the EU that will be following this precedent. If somebody converts to transgender or gay or anything else and they publish that on a website or on Facebook or anything else, they need to be prosecuted for that stand. LifeSite. German bishop announces new guidelines forcing priests to accept homosexuality and transgenderism. He ought to be in jail for this, according to this guy in Malta. The head of the German Bishops' Conference, DBK, introduced binding guidelines on sexual education for all parishes in his diocese that forced them to accept and promote homosexuality and transgenderism. According to these 10 guidelines, there is diversity in sexual identity and orientation. The guidelines furthermore state the following. The appreciative handling of these differences and diversity should be actively promoted in the parishes and institutions. Well, he's guilty of doing exactly what the other guy was doing, but just in reverse. That's the only difference here. The choice of lifestyle is to be respected as the result of an individual and personal decision. It is to be recognized when partners take responsibility for each other in mutual fidelity and care. Furthermore, we welcome it when couples wish to place their partnership under the blessing of God. Sorry, that's not going to happen. You can say whatever you want, but that is not going to happen. According to this passage, priests would be forbidden to call to repentance Catholics who engage in sinful sexual acts, including homosexual acts, since that would impair or harm them in their sexual self-determination. It's exactly the opposite of the coin that we just looked at. Exactly. He should be prosecuted if that guy in Malta is prosecuted. He's forcing this on people. He's not giving him an option. This guy didn't force anything. He just says, what I was doing was wrong, and now I see it, and they want to prosecute him. Mail online. Christian teacher who spent 100 days behind bars for refusing to use gender-neutral pronouns is sacked by his school following chaotic disciplinary hearing. Enoch Burke was told he was dismissed from his post at the school. It came after he spent three months in prison after ignoring a court's restrictions. Okay? He wouldn't use gender-neutral pronouns in school. We talked about him several months ago. Now he's out, and now he's lost his job over it. Because you have to use the pronouns. So all the people that made that determination should all be in jail, according to the ruling in Malta, if it goes through. Okay? So keep thinking in advance. Mail online. What's that? Where? That was in Ireland. Mail online. Suspended Southern Baptist pastor who sexually assaulted another pastor's wife during beach vacation defiantly returns to the pulpit at a new church in Florida. There you go. I'm pointing at somebody that was in the SBC. From the Jerusalem Post, priest says, okay, I want to tell you before I read this title so you don't get any delusions about it. This did not happen. Okay. This did not happen. So when I read it, just tell yourself in advance, this did not happen. Priest says he went to hell. Wouldn't wish it on his worst enemy. Priest Gerald Johnson from Michigan claimed to have visited hell after suffering a heart attack and said the experience changed his life forever. We are slaves on earth to the influence of the demon and we are tortured dogs in hell. 
Johnson continued, adding that there is a section of hell where music is played. He says he heard songs like Rihanna's Umbrella and Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Sounds nice, right? No. He said it's not the original artists who sing the songs, but a group of demons that use the words to torture us. He added that every word of every song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on earth. That didn't happen, okay? First, nobody's going to hell until Revelation at the Great White Throne Judgment. So nobody's in hell now. Nobody's ever been there. Nobody is going there until the Great White Throne. But secondly, common sense ought to tell you that this guy didn't go to hell, okay? We got some news from the Mideast and Africa today. Oh, by the way, if you get a book and it says, I went to heaven, or, or you see a book, I went to heaven, or I went to hell, or any of that kind of stuff, don't buy it. Save your money. Those things didn't happen. They did not happen, okay? Read your Bible. That's where you need to be in, the Bible. Uh, Mideast and Africa. Breitbart, Germany only managed to send back 4,100 of 68,000 migrants under EU rules. In 2022, Germany attempted, they didn't attempt very hard, I can assure you of that, to send nearly 70,000 migrants back to other EU countries where they first arrived under the Dublin Agreement, but was only successful in just over 6% of the cases. Migrant redistribution among the EU member states has been a major topic of contention for years as countries like Italy, Greece, Spain, and others on the borders of the EU have called on other member states to take in more migrants. Zero hedge. Here, Germany. Guess who's doing it too? 500 ATMs blown up by migrant gangs in Germany in 2022. 500 ATMs setting a new record. Oh, we're, we're counting. We're, it's a record. Yay! Bring in more migrants. Zero hedge. Top ISIS security chief masquerading as an asylum seeker arrested in the Netherlands. We've got this happening in America. It's happening all over the place. They got one. How many did they not get? A Syrian asylum seeker was arrested in the Netherlands on suspicion of acting as one of the Islamic State's top security chiefs during the terror cell's infamous rise to power in the Middle East. The 37-year-old man was arrested in the village of Arkel, approximately 40 kilometers east of Rotterdam, where he had resided since entering the Netherlands and claiming asylum back in 2019. They're just finding this out now. The suspect is believed to have been in a senior position in the security services of both the Islamic State and, prior to this, Jabhat al-Nusra, another proscribed Salafist jihadist terror group according to the Dutch Public Prosecution Service. The Netherlands has frequently been a target location for numerous former Islamist extremists fleeing Syria following the demise of the Islamic State. Dutch newspaper De Telegraaf highlighted two other examples of jihadi leaders slipping into the country among the many thousands of Syrian refugees, highlighting Europe's incredibly lax screening process, overwhelmed by the numbers who have and are still arriving from the Mideast. Mail online. National suicide. That's all that's going on. National suicide. Mail online. Canada will repatriate Britain's jihadi Jack, 28, from Syrian prison camp, raising fears scores of ISIS sympathizers could soon return to their home countries. Canada is going to let this guy back into Canada, who went over there to do his terrorist stuff 
in the Middle East. Jack Letts, 28, held dual citizenship but declared himself an enemy of Britain. The Home Office tore up his passport, making him the responsibility of Canada. Well, if I was Canada, I'd tear up his passport too and say you can't come back here. From the Aljamainer, Iran to receive Russian fighter jets by March in latest sign of growing military ties. Iranian media reported that Iran expects to take delivery of 24 Russian Sukhoi Su-35 fighter jets by the end of March as the burgeoning military alliance between the two countries continues to gather pace. Iran's semi-official Tezneem news agency cited the Iranian parliament's National Security and Foreign Policy Commission in announcing the delivery, which will also include air defense systems, missile systems, and helicopters. The Biden admin first briefed reporters in December that Russia was training Iranian pilots on the Su-35 for a possible delivery in early 2023. These fighter planes will significantly strengthen Iran's air force relative to its regional neighbors. U.S. National Security Council Coordinator for Strategic Communications John Kirby said on 9 December. Now we got something interesting from Mongolia from KITV. New ambassador to Mongolia, Mongolia, really cold country, right? Has Oahu roots. That's a big change, folks. Richard Buangan is serving as U.S. ambassador to Mongolia. KITV caught up with him during his visit back home to Hawaii. Ever since newly minted U.S. ambassador Richard Buangan arrived in Mongolia, there's one question he gets a lot from being from Hawaii. The first thing they asked me is, how do you like the weather? A cold country between Russia and China isn't exactly the kind of place you'd expect to find someone who grew up in Waipahu. So there you go. Daniel prophesied the technology would increase in the end times. You know, I lived in Florida my whole life. I did go to Massachusetts one stupid winter just to see. <laughs> I lasted a, a month or so and I was back in Sarasota. Despite that, I went to um, Japan, and we were talking about this at lunch yesterday. I was 19, and I felt older in the six years I was in Japan than I feel right now. It's gray. It's cold. The leaves are not on the trees six months out of the year. It's just miserable. Why anybody would want to live in that, I don't know. I'm sorry for all of you. I'm sorry. Florida is just where it's at, okay? All right. From the hill. This is technology. Scientists guide. You probably heard this because it made a lot of major news services, but if you didn't, it's very interesting. Science, who, what did Ben Franklin do? He took a kite and he put it out there, right? And he had the key on it and down comes lightning and he was able to figure that out. Now we have uh, lightning rods in houses. Scientists guide lightning with lasers fired at thunderclouds. A group of scientists say they successfully steered bolts of lightning using laser technology during a storm in Switzerland, demonstrating a potential new method to protect infrastructure from lightning strikes. Metal rods are used almost everywhere to protect from lightning, but the area they can protect is limited to a few meters or tens of meters. The hope is to extend that protection to a few hundred meters if we have enough energy in the laser. Over the course of their experiment, they fired laser pulses for nearly six and a half hours at thunderclouds while the tower was hit 16 times by lightning. Out of the 16 lightning strikes, only four of them occurred when the scientists were using the laser pulse technology. Their results showed that the lasers shifted the course of all four lightning strikes. 
but was only able to get footage of one of the lightning events since there were not clear skies during the other storms. This work paves the way for new atmospheric applications of ultra-short lasers and represents an important step forward in the development of a laser-based lightning protection for airports, launch pads, or large infrastructures. Instead of 10 or 20 feet, you can now go out you know, to the outside of that area. Very cool technology. From JNS. Israel develops precision. Uh, I just love this. I know it's war. A lot of people don't like war, but I like to watch war stuff. I like to see what people think of, how to blow things up. Uh, They develop a precision hand-launched guided missile. It used to be they had to come out of a ship in the middle of the sea, and then off it would go, or then they came out with the big things that they shoot, and it guides it. Guy carries it by himself, and off it goes, okay? The DOD has awarded Israel Aerospace Industries a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract to create and deliver a new hybrid electro-optically guided missile. The IAI Point Blank Electro-Optically Guided Missile, which can be carried in a soldier's backpack, has been unveiled. The system meets the operational objective of providing an independent and organic capability to units ranging in size from small tactical teams to battalions, increasing their precision strike lethality and survivability. The Point Blank Missile weighs only 15 pounds is around three feet long, can fly at heights over 1,500 feet at maximum speed of 178 miles an hour, and can hover in the air. So you have 50 guys in a, a whatever. How, how, how many is 50 guys? A regiment, a battalion, a what? Platoon. Okay, platoon. You got 50 guys in a platoon. They are the missile guys, and they go out there, and they can take out all kinds of things on the battlefield. That would be really cool. Okay. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of, including people that don't warn people that are about to get their vaccine to not get their vaccine, okay? From Fox, Israel has not found any signs of Pfizer. Now, all of this came out within a couple days of each other. This is a little, I don't know. Israel has not found any signs of Pfizer's COVID vaccine leading to strokes. Fox. EU drug regulator the next day has not found any signs of Pfizer COVID shot linking to stroke. From David Icke, BBC presenter Jenny Gao suffers serious stroke at 45. From the post-millennial, stroke season. Listen, Listen to this spin. CBC doctor says increased cases of stroke likely linked to the flu. So we've had flu for eons and eons and eons and it's never been a factor and all of a sudden the flu is causing strokes gateway pundit dr harriet hall staunch critic of anti-vaxxers and alternative medicine dies in her sleep her icon on twitter had one of these stupid masks on her face and after three doses she probably wouldn't even need to be embalmed but she she got it mail online american idol star cj harris Cause of death revealed as heart attack, age 31, nine years after finishing in sixth place on the show. 31-year-old heart attack. Hmm. Fox, longtime Fox News Channel executive Alan Komisaroff, dead at 47. Heart attack. Gateway Pundit, Australia, death by heart attack surges by 17% in 2022. What changed? Fox, FDA to propose yearly COVID vaccines like annual flu shots for Americans. 
More than 80% of the U.S. population has had at least one vaccine dose. I can tell you that I am of the proud 20. 20. 20. Amen. NTD. Proposed bill in Connecticut allows children 12 and up to get vaccines without parental consent. Morality is declining. From LifeSite. Liberal euthanasia laws make Canada the world leader in organs harvested from assisted suicide victims. When we started talking about this, they hadn't even approved the law. And they they said it's only going to be in the most extreme circumstances like abortion. And I said, you watch the things they're going to do with this and how quickly it's going to take over. According to the Canadian Institute for Health Information, 6% of all organ donations, 6% for transplants in Canada come from a person who died from MAID, medical assisted death. Canada's increasingly permissive laws have allowed euthanasia to rise 32% since 2020, with more than 10,000 people dying in 2021 alone. From a purely business perspective, Canadian stock is probably thought to be of the highest quality in the world and highly sought after for transplantation. So that tells you why they've been pushing this to all these people that I've been mentioning over the past few months. Does anyone have any idea what the cadaver broker is willing to pay for exceptional Canadian human body parts? Wow. Despicable. That is unbelievable. Why don't you consider euthanasia? Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, would you sign this release on your organs? Mail online. Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov, you may have heard of this, this was a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago now, refuses to wear pride-themed warm-up jersey and boycotts pre-game skate as he cites Russian Orthodox faith for his decision and splits hockey fans. From the, it wasn't a split of hockey fans. Trust me on this. Conservative brief. Ivan Povero's jerseys sell out online after he opted out of Pride event. There was no splitting the fans here. No. 99 the, and 1. The guy is, yeah, that's a split. 99 and 1. The guy is now a national hero. Yep. Breitbart. America, most permissive country for child sex change operations. America. The most permissive country. You would think it's in the Europe or something? No. America. Newsmax. New York City offering free abortion pills. Gateway Pundit. Facebook, Instagram just updated and changed their policy to allow images of on the, on the platforms, but only for trans and non-binary. In other words, if you're a trans, you can show the top of yourself and nobody will say anything. Now, this is a step in the door because somebody's going to say, and pretty soon everybody's just going to be without any tops on all over Facebook. But this is the first step. This is exactly how they get their foot in the door. But right now, if you are a trans, it doesn't matter which way you're going. You can take off your shirt on Facebook. Think of what's going on in the world. Think of the agenda that's being levied against you people right now. I said titillized on Facebook and I got jailed. I bet you did. Some other news from around the world from the Gateway Pundit. Freedom of information requests reveal there were no DOJ investigations on election fraud after 2020 election, as Bill Barr claimed. That's right. In December 2020, U.S. Attorney General 
Barr said there was no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 election. Barr repeated this claim several times since leaving office as President Trump's attorney general. The Center for Renewing America sent out freedom of information requests to 12 U.S. attorney districts from the 2020 battleground states. Bill Barr sent out a memo on November 9th, 2020, saying that there should be investigations of the elections. Jeff Clark told Steve Bannon, the freedom of information requests have come back from every district but one. That means 12 minus one is what? Anybody? It's 11 districts. No documents. No investigations were done as a result of that memo. There is only one of the 12 districts that has not yet come in, and that's the Eastern District of Pennsylvania. The U.S. Attorney of the Eastern District asked to investigate issues in his district. Barr denied the request. Bill Barr lied to the American public, and now he has gotten caught. But nothing will be done about this. I just want you to be apprised of what has happened. From Zero Hedge, BlackRock, caves to DeSantis over ESG. I love our governor. He said, we've got $200 billion. I think I reported on this. I may not have, but anyway, he said, we have $200 billion and we are pulling it out of your funds. That's no small change. I mean, BlackRock's got a lot of money, but $200 billion is $200 billion. They caved. DeSantis and other trustees of the state authority running Florida's pensions formally changed the plan's policies to say that decisions surrounding investments must be based only on pecuniary factors, in other words, monetary factors, which do not take into account social, political, or ideological interests, which is the whole purpose of their fund in the first place. To the extent that BlackRock has complied with the governor's directives to abandon ESG metrics, we appreciate this and celebrate this win for Floridians, said DeSantis Press Secretary Brian Griffin. The effort by DeSantis began in August when he banned state pensions from investing in ESG strategies. In response, Florida's State Board of Admin began updating contracts with investment managers. He prevailed. It just takes somebody that is willing to say, this is wrong and we are not going to tolerate it at any expense. Gateway Pundit, 7 January. DeSantis' latest blow against woke ideology announces six conservative board members to liberal New College of Florida. Remember I brought that up, okay? New College is right down the road here in Sarasota, Florida. American Military News, 11 January. DeSantis orders universities report critical race theory spending. Okay? The first one was we're appointing board members. The second one is you must report any spending on critical race theory. F. L-D-O-E. This is Department of Education of the great state of Florida. 18 January. Florida college system presidents reject woke diversity, equity, and inclusion, CRT ideologies, and embrace academic freedom. In seven days, they realized we are all out of here if we don't sign this statement. And they came up and they signed the statement without being asked to. This is a great governor. Today, the Florida College System President's public... It's a long one. I'm just taking a couple highlights. Florida System President's publicly supported Governor Ron DeSantis' vision of higher education, one free from indoctrination, an environment open to the pursuit of truth, and the cultivation of intellectual autonomy for all students. The FCS presidents released a joint statement at Florida's State Board of Education meetings that rejects 
the progressivist higher education indoctrination agenda and commits to removing all woke positions and ideologies by February 1st of 2023. They've got three days to comply. This statement makes clear that Florida's 28 state colleges stand squarely in the camp of educational freedom and democratic citizenship. To be clear, in this environment, the FCS presidents by and through the FCS Council of Presidents will ensure that all initiatives, instruction, and activities do not promote any ideology that suppresses intellectual and academic freedom, freedom of expression, viewpoint diversity, and the pursuit of truth in teaching and learning. As such, our institutions will not fund or support any institutional practice policy or academic requirement that compels belief in critical race theory or related concepts such as intersectionality or the idea that systems of oppression should be the primary lens through which teaching and learning are analyzed and or improved upon. Further, if critical race theory or related concepts are taught as a part of an appropriate post-secondary subjects curriculum, our institutions will only deliver instruction that includes critical race theory as one of several theories and in an objective manner. That's just a few of the highlights, but I'm so proud of our governor. He is a man of integrity, and he is doing what he said he would do, and he is just, he's doing it well. Zero hedge. China. What is the biggest crop in China? Everybody knows this. China now grows more corn than rice. Zero hedge. India overtakes China as world's most populous nation. I'd like to tell you that India went on to ivermectin very early on and it disappeared. China didn't and they have lost all kinds of people. Probably part of the reason, but from VT Digger, Vermont Digger. Vermont Supreme Court rules Montpelier can now allow non-citizen voting in local elections. The Supreme Court has said it. Breitbart, Klaus Schwab declares he will run the WEF in his 100s as globalist colleagues demand succession plan. This is one arrogant guy. He's going to keel over in his oatmeal one of these days. The Lord will have been vindicated once again, and the memory of Klaus Schwab will be chucked into the lake of fire someday. CNN, Microsoft is laying off 10,000 employees. Mail Online, Google parent company Alphabet will lay off 12,000 workers across its global workforce as rich session continues after Microsoft and Amazon axed thousands of jobs. Mail Online, Amazon coldly began its layoff of 18,000 workers by informing them by email and cutting off their access to our computers. Unfortunately, your role has been eliminated. Mail Online, IBM cuts 3,900 jobs, approximately 1.5% of its workforce after company misses annual cash target in latest round of rich session layoffs. That's in one week. Epic Times, Dow to slash 2,000 jobs, Dow Chemicals, as part of $1 billion cost savings plan. Best, best economy in the universe, according to the guy that's sitting up there. Yes. Mail Online, just a bad old boy. I hope you saw this. If you didn't, this is the most unusual title of the week. Just a bad old boy. Knife wielding, North Carolina man on stolen tractor leads cops on 20 mile chase while blaring Dukes of Hazard theme after trying to mow down pedestrians. <laughs> Ronnie Hicks, Ronnie Hicks, Ron Hicks, the guy who was on Bible Typer. I wonder if it was him. Ron Hicks 
was taken into custody after a wild tractor chase in North Carolina. This guy is going to go to prison or jail or whatever for about 20 minutes, and he's going to come out and he's going to be a national hero. They're going to name a day after him in North Carolina. I'm telling you what, that is a funny title. Mail online. Boy. 13 years old. Born without legs. He's about this tall. He bounces. Now think of that. That's kind of a pun while I'm reading this. Boy 13, born without legs, wins place on his school's basketball team. With teammates saying he is great at snatching ball away from rivals while they dribble it across the court. He just bounces his way to success. That is something. You know, I said this years ago, there was a, a guy from Thailand that was like the greatest Scrabble player in the world in English. He had to teach himself that. We have the capability to do anything we want if we put our minds to it, if we just focus on what is right and good in this world. Who said it? Those who are too smart to engage in politics are punished by being governed by those who are dumber. Yes, yes. <laughs> this goes way back, folks. Plato. It's been going on all along. Okay, I got a lesser cure for you, and I want to see if you can figure out who he is writing about. It is said that the boys will be boys. It's because of the size of their toys. There's a big boy named Hicks, and he lives out in the sticks, chases people, and blares lots of noise. Okay, I got some irony here for you, but before I give that to you, I want to expand on what I just said. You are a human being created in the image of God. At this point in your life, you may not have called on Jesus Christ. You may have. If you haven't, there's only one place for you to go. There's no other place than what the default position says, and the default position, according to John 3.18, is condemnation. Condemnation means judgment for sin. It means being cast into the lake of fire. Jesus Christ has come to take us out of that and to give us a new hope and a new life, and that comes through his work on our behalf if you will receive it. Having said that, if you are in Christ, you now have the potential to do wonderful things for Christ. You can help fund missionaries. You can tell people about Jesus. You can hand out tracts. You can forget the nonsense of this world that is going on, and you can focus on that which is good, which is right, and which is edifying. And I would ask that you would do that. I need you to understand what's going on in the world, and so I do these reports each week. A lot of people watch them. A lot fewer people watch the sermons. That's troubling. That's really troubling to me because the sermons are where you're going to learn the Word of God. I would hope that you would refocus your life on Jesus Christ, on His Word, and on the goodness that is found in Him and what He has done, sharing it with all people always. Okay, some irony will be done. I got two of them. First one, I understand that death is bad. It's part of life. Female double murderer on death row chokes to death on her food while waiting to be hanged at Japanese prison. <laughs> Mail online. Rough flight. R-U-F-F. Colombian airline. This is the biggest scam in the world. It always bothers me when people do this, but they do it. And so now Colombian airline is changing their policies. Rough flight. Colombian airline is forced to change its pet policy after passengers claimed 25 large, they were really big, large pooches were emotional support animals on a six-hour flight from a dog show. Yes. 
Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.